Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Aaliyah. I'm Julia Renee. And today we're talking about body dysmorphia. <laughs> it's always hard introing it these because really I'm hard. like, today we're talking about being depressed. Yes. But How are you feeling? It's necessary. Yeah. Um, I am loving the response that we're getting from these episodes. People are really loving them. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad because we were kind of nervous about doing something like this because we know that these subjects are touchy and there's a trigger, big trigger warning at the beginning of each episode, trigger warning for this one too, if this is something that you struggle with. Um, I know a lot of people in the fitness industry do, especially in the bodybuilding industry, and we're probably going to go into all of that. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone that is struggling with it, just know that we have too. The reason that we're talking about all these things is because we have been there also and we yeah. want to share, you know, our personal journeys and things that just have helped us. Yep. Agreed. I feel like body dysmorphia is one of those things like, like I feel like depression and anxiety are learned about like in school, talked about, mm -hmm. like, you know, you can at least put words to those feelings or sensations. Body dysmorphia, I feel like is kind of a niche, uh, I guess mental illness that it was categorized as a mental illness yeah. um, where sometimes you don't know what you're experiencing. It's just how you feel about yourself. And sometimes it comes across as like, I just have low confidence or I just have self-esteem issues, right? That's what I always said for a long time until I heard the definition for this. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. me. Well, like, because it, body dysmorphia is fe those feelings specifically geared towards your body, Yeah, right? Exactly. Like when you're looking in the mirror, it's like- the, I'll define it. Yeah, the, the things that you're <laughs> saying or towards your body in yeah, a negative way for sure so the definition is a mental illness involving obsession obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance the flaw may be minor or imagined but the person may spend hours a day trying to fix it wow. the person may even try many cosmetic procedures or exercise to excess yep. which again i think is why we say so many bodybuilders or like people in the fitness industry deal with it because they feel like a lot of the motivation behind that initial like reason we're going to the gym is mm -hmm. i see this flaw and i want to fix it yes so you get into the gym you start working on yourself and then of course like once that quote-unquote flaw is quote-unquote gone mm -hmm. now you fixate on something new something else you can improve and better on so I think that's why that obsession with exercise and working out can become prevalent in some people it's because sure. they're constantly trying to fix or change something about themselves yeah and then you're just like running on a wheel of yeah, constantly chasing no end. some new thing that you need that you feel like you need to fix or change or and it's just a never ending cycle. Yeah. And then another part of this definition, I, I made a TikTok on body dysmorphia recently because I was dealing with it recently, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, but a word I want to hone in on is a, a perceived flaw in yeah. appearance. So usually these flaws are not seen or cared about by anyone else other than you. But it's of course, we always pick our our flaws when we look in the mirror. We like nitpick. We find what we don't like about ourselves. And it's sometimes hard not to focus on those things. And I think body dysmorphia is that to an extreme. We're like, all you can think about some days is how your stomach looks or how your legs are looking. Or I notice that I have body dysmorphia almost both ways. It kind of like swings back and forth where sometimes I feel like I look overweight when I'm not, or certain things about myself are like heavier than I'm happy with them being whatever. Mm -hmm. But I've also had it on the flip side. And I know that this is also very prevalent in people where I feel like I have no muscle and I'm too small and I'm like, oh. yeah, so I've definitely had it on both sides. So it's not always, it doesn't always look the same for everyone it's just whatever flaw you're focused on that week or day Very or true. whatever the thing that stood out to me most in the definition is that it may be minor or imagined mm -hmm. 
imagined like we're like you just said like we can literally make these things up as if they're there and as if the whole world knows about it and uh, the next day the news is going to make a story <laughs> about your left butt cheek that's smaller than the right oh but God, it's yeah. like no yeah um i feel like so i can we can go into like our, our experience or like story yeah. with body dysmorphia i had body dysmorphia like my entire life yeah. <laughs> like i feel like a lot of young women are are kind of almost like forced into it because you're told like you have to be super thin and super this or that or whatever. So I was definitely one of those like kids in middle school, like obsessed with being skinny. I like wanted to be thin so bad and that's not how I'm built. So I would constantly compare myself to the people around me and like measure my own thigh and all these things. I used to, this is such an unhealthy habit and thing, and I don't recommend it to anyone. But when I was in like literally like sixth or seventh grade, which is so young, I would try to wrap my hand around my thigh every day. Mm. And if it couldn't touch, I was like, it was the end of the world to me. Like I was so obsessed with having like really thin thighs, mm -hmm. which is so ironic now. Cause I'm like, if my fingers touched, I'd be distraught. Yes, I'd be sad. <laughs> um, but like definitely having those like weird things that you're just like obsessing over. No one else noticed. And looking back, the fact that I could wrap my hands around my thigh, like I was mm. very thin, but it never felt like enough. That's like also reminds me of the hip dip era that everyone mm -hmm. went in where it's like all of a sudden there was this flaw that people didn't know that they were supposed to be worried about mm -hmm. which was like what yeah so for me that era was like the thigh gap yeah the thigh, gap, thigh gap and gap, the hip dip era side yeah <laughs> it's crazy we just dropped one and replaced it for another exactly i can't so remember the last time my thighs did not touch or if right? that was ever not a thing. Right. Or like, yeah, that I even put thought into that and it used to consume my days. I was yeah. obsessed with it. That's what body dysmorphia is, is like obsessed with this flaw and like constantly trying to get better. And I, um, I did definitely start working out around that time too. I did start in the gym very young and at first it was to just lose weight. And then eventually that switched gears into a, I need more muscle or like, I want more muscle. And then started com comparing myself to the people around me in other ways of mm -hmm. like, oh, well she has like a better, better shoulders than me. She has yes. better quads than me. Like it was always very like self-deprecating. I think I, I constantly put myself down and put other women's worth like above mine. Um, and again, I was so young. So like, I was not aware of this at all until like, as an adult, I'm able to look back and be like, oh, those were some unhealthy patterns where this all started. And then body dysmorphia now for me still definitely comes up. I think I get through it a lot faster. I don't obsess over it quite as much. I just kind of like recognize it and let it be. Um, and we'll go into practices and in a little bit of how I'm able to get through that. But I think think it just comes with experience over anything like mm. being able to recognize this is what I'm dealing with reminding yourself of the definition that these flaws are typically 90% of the time minor made up not really there not important for you or your future at all and we just make them feel a lot more real and scary and that's how you kind of stay in that cycle of beating yourself up so yeah I feel like you also have to think about where did this come from? Mm -hmm. Like where did the thought of I need to have a thigh gap or I have to get rid of my hip dips come from? Mm -hmm. Like was this a thought that came up from yourself Probably not. Completely yourself. Or did you maybe see it somewhere? Mm -hmm. And that told you that this should be something that you worry about. Because I feel like that's a lot of where these things come from is – they don't actually, it's not them coming from within ourselves. Like you wake up someday and you're like, I need to get rid of my thigh gap. Mm -hmm. It's because you see it from somewhere else and they tell you 
that this is something that you should be worried about. Yeah. And then we try to fix it. I'm someone that has always had like a little bit of cellulite through like the back of my legs Mm. and stuff. And it is something that I never paid attention to, never cared at all. I was like, it's behind me. Who cares? I ain't Um, see it. (laughs) Until I saw like enough people on the internet like pointing out cellulite and I was like use this this to get rid of it workouts to get rid of cellulite which is not a thing and I'm like is this something I should have been self-conscious of this whole time and then you start to like obsess over something new like yeah it's typically typically the internet's fault in my case at least let's blame the internet (laughs) yeah let's blame (laughs) blame the internet um I had a recent uh, like I said I, I posted it on TikTok recently that I was dealing with body dysmorphia so I just wanted to like quickly explain what I was going through because I I feel like talking about it helped rationalize it for myself which helped me get out of it um so basically when I was in New York I was like walking around all day not something I typically do here in Austin so I was walking like way more than I'm used to walking and there also weirdly wasn't a lot of gluten-free food so I was like barely eating while I was there Mm. and I came back home this was like two or three weeks ago really lean, which like, I haven't been trying to cut in a long time. So I came home, I saw myself leaner and like, I feel like most people, it feels good. Even if it's not a goal, like it's, it felt good to see some like ab definition I haven't seen in a while, or like maybe a new line or striation somewhere that I haven't seen in a while, because again, like cutting has not been my goal. I've just been trying to maintain. So I felt really good. And then like, Throughout that week of being home, I obviously stopped walking 10 miles a day and started eating a normal, healthy amount. And even though objectively I knew what I was doing was healthy and returning back to my maintenance calories and like getting back to a healthy like level of water and all of this stuff, um, seeing that weight gain in like a few days, like sent me into a spiral of, of body dysmorphia. Like I instantly, instead of it looking, okay rationally thinking I gained like four pounds right Mm -hmm. in my head I was like I've gained 25 pounds I'm huge everyone knows I'm huge everyone just saw me super lean in this photo two days ago and now I don't look anything like it like it's so easy for those thoughts to spiral and I'm just sharing that because like that's how it actively looked for me and then that day where I woke up and instantly felt terrible about myself I had to sit down, sit myself down and be like, why do I feel this way? Okay. One, I like weighed myself Mm -hmm. and obviously my weight's back up. That started messing with me. My period's coming soon. I've gained weight because I'm healthy again. Like all these things that if you just put them in perspective are normal and make a lot of sense. But when you're in your head about it can feel like the end of the world. Yeah, for sure. How often do you think like you deal with body dysmorphia? I can't remember if I've really struggled with it as a kid Mm -hmm. because I was in sports and I was very, very active all the time. So Mm -hmm. I was naturally a little bit more muscular and just athletic physique. Um, For me, it wasn't until bodybuilding Mm -hmm. and it wasn't, I struggle with it the most when I look the best. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, uh, every time I'm like mid uh, prep, like bodybuilding prep is when I beat myself up the most. Yes, because then it becomes like you're chasing being better and it's never enough and all of those things. And I think for me, there was this moment where I realized that it was that I wasn't seeing my body realistically, which is body dysmorphia. I wasn't Mm -hmm. seeing it where I think it was my last prep in my bodybuilding show and I was so close to 
getting ready to step on stage and I looked amazing, but I didn't know how amazing I yeah. looked. And I went to Sephora and I was picking up some makeup because I do my, I was doing my own show day makeup before I was getting ready to leave for my show. And I come in, I'm just like wearing like regular workout clothes. Like my, you can't really see my legs. I'm wearing like leggings and maybe like a sports bra. Mm -hmm. And this lady just like looks at me and she's stunned at my physique and she's, Oh my God. Like, what do you do? Like, are you, are you, are you a bodybuilder? Like, do you do CrossFit? Like, what do you do? And she's like, so stunned by my physique. And I was stunned that she was stunned by my physique. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And I got my things and I left and I was like, Julia, wow. Um, okay. If people are astonished by the way that you look and walking around, why aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and that made me realize I was like, okay, I'm, I'm definitely not seeing my body the way that other people see it. Because mm -hmm. when I see my body, I'm not like, Oh, <gasps> you're shredded. You're li look at all the muscle you put on. Look how yeah. hard you work. You're just thinking like, all right, cool. What's next? Yeah. Like and not lean enough. Yeah. Not, not lean ready enough. enough like, and I feel like a lot of people in the fitness industry and the bodybuilding space specifically struggle with this a lot because when you're a bodybuilder, your job is to create a, phys a physique that the judges are going to like, and they're going to like more than the person next to you and the person to the other side of you. Yeah. So your job is f aesthetics, physique. How well do you look? How does your whole complete package look? So that's why you can get into those spaces of where it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough, because to the general population, you might look awesome, but when you get on stage, you never know. Yeah. That's why, like, whenever I was competing and you'll have people comments like, you should have won, you should have won. It's like, no, I shouldn't have, because, of course, I looked good to the general population, but to judges who this is their job and we're yeah. competing next they to each other, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're they're going to pick the best person. So I do struggle with it the most, the leaner that I get, which I feel is crazy. that. I, every single show I've ever done there's that time period where you beat yourself up. You're like, I look terrible. I'm not ready. And then every time after the show, yeah. when you actually gain weight again and you look back yeah. and you're like, I was so lean. Yeah. What was wrong with me? Like yes. it always hits you a few like weeks or months later when you look back, like even taking photos on prep. Like I remember doing full photo shoots and being like, I look terrible. I'm not going to use any of these. And then like, I'll wait a week or two. I'll yes. look at them again. I'm like, oh, wow, I looked yeah. really good during that shoot. <laughs> I actually posted a photo that you took, I believe. And I posted it at the beginning of this season. Mm -hmm. And it went like semi-viral on Instagram. Like it reached people that I had never seen before. My account grew by the thousands every day. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is because the photo, I chose not to post it because I thought I looked terrible and I thought my stomach looked watery yeah. and I looked back on it. I looked amazing. Yeah. I looked incredible. And it's just crazy what body dysmorphia can do and your perceived feelings about how you look versus how other people, the photo went viral and the caption was like, can you believe this is the reason I didn't post this? Mm -hmm. And it was cause I just didn't think that my physiques looked good and it looked amazing. And it's just crazy. I actually saw a girl post one, um, like yesterday or like within the last few days. And it was the same thing where it was like a selfie of her, like one week out from a show that yeah. she did like a month or two ago. And she was like, can you believe like, I didn't think I was lean enough in this photo. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to be ready for my show. And like she won her show and everything, but it's crazy that you can like convince yourself that like 
something is wrong or like you don't look as good as you really look. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Our minds play a lot of tricks on us they and they're do. usually bad. They're our worst <laughs> enemies, but they can be the best at the same time. I want to talk about some practices that like help us actually get through body dysmorphia yeah. while we're dealing with it or if anything can like help preemptively to like avoid even getting to that point. Um, I don't really have like an exact order, but these are some of the things that help. Again, I made the TikTok, so I like pulled from that too of things that were actually helping me within this like last week or two of getting out of that mindset. The first thing, which I always feel is the most important, is rationalizing why you feel this way. So again, like tracking it back to an origin, if it is from like your childhood, what was that origin? Or if it's recent, like did something set you off? These can be like mental or physical triggers. So for me, mine was like coming back from New York actually gaining weight again, but like I was I don't think I was mentally ready to gain weight mm -hmm. or like I don't know how to explain it, but that was like a physical trigger where like yeah. I actually was putting on weight. My period was coming. Like all of those things were making me feel really watery. And then like my brain kind of took it overboard. And then there's also mental triggers. Did someone say something to you? Did you say your something to yourself? Did you see something online? Like these are all things that if you can connect these feelings to a specific like action or event, it makes it a lot easier to overcome because then yeah. it's not like fully just in your brain. I made this up. I like don't know why I feel this way. So yeah. if you can place blame, I recommend placing blame. If not, it like you start to blame yourself and then that can make things even worse. Yeah. Logic in this situation can really help you just yes. like, Oh, logically. Oh, I, I checked the scale after eating yeah. like a huge cheat meal last night. Yeah. Oh, like I woke up in the morning and someone said a comment about, oh, you're looking a little tired or you're yeah. looking a little puffy or, you know, it's like, yeah. like rationally, it's like, oh, okay. Like those things happened. Yeah. Like let's move on with our day instead yeah. of sitting here and only focusing on that. Um, another one, again, kind of tying into that is staying away from measurements. So I noticed when I'm already dealing with body dysmorphia, um, Sometimes it can be from physical weight gain. Maybe you're on your period. Maybe, like you said, you had a cheat meal, ate something different, whatever it is. Maybe you did actually plateau that week for measurements or gain a little. Yeah. It's not the end of the world, but sometimes weighing in, checking in, doing check-in photos can make things a lot worse because mm -hmm. it almost like... I guess justifies your feelings. So it's easier to be like, oh, exactly. so there is something wrong. Yes. Everything is getting the ruined. The scale told me that I suck, so I must exactly. suck. Like there's times in prep where my weight wouldn't move or it would even go up because of water retention for a day or two. And I just happened to weigh in on that day and it would ruin my whole week. So yeah. if you already realize, okay, I'm beating myself up. I'm not viewing myself how others are viewing me maybe just skip the tracking for that week. It's hard when you're in prep and you have to check in with the coach, I understand. But if you're just like doing a cut on your own, just skip it, skip it for a few days, just until like at least you're mentally prepared. If the scale did go up, it's not gonna like blow up in your face exactly. that it's gonna be like a normal reaction. Um, what was I gonna say? That's about it for that one. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? Um, the next one is just being in comfortable clothes, like wearing something that mm -hmm. you feel comfortable and confident in. And that's okay. Like if you're having one of those days where you're just not seeing your body realistically, wearing something that's you're covering a little bit more can make you feel so much better. Like I had one of those days where I was just not seeing my body realistically whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So instead of wearing my little booty shorts and whatever, I just wore leggings and like, like a pump cover to the gym. And it's like, 
it was fine because the next day I felt completely different about my physique. Like it was just one of those days. Yeah. Something that I've just been saying to myself is just like, it's just one day. Yeah. Like it's, Get it's through today. It's a bad day. It's not a bad life. Like yeah. this isn't going to be forever. And if you need to do that, like do that. And I, it's okay realize when I'm having bad body dysmorphia and I'm like viewing myself as being like much larger or like noticeably not fit or whatever is my issue that day. Um, if I do wear tight clothes or a crop top, that's all I'm thinking about while I'm doing whatever I'm yeah. doing. So like I had went out, uh, to like a sports bar just to like sit with some friends cause the game was on and on my, like I changed five times because that's what I do. Yeah. And I started with like shorts and a crop top. And I, I knew if I sat down with them, I wouldn't be engaging in conversation. I You'd wouldn't be, be present your stomach the whole time. I'd, I'd be worried about them noticing how I'm looking or whatever. So instead I just threw on like sweats and a hoodie and I felt super, super comfortable. Yes. And it was like far more relaxing to not feel like I had to put pressure on myself. So exactly. going into the next one a little bit, it's kind of just like avoiding taking photos of your bodies, maybe body checking. I'm, it's a bad habit and I've gotten a lot better, but especially when I'm dealing with any sort of body dysmorphia, I body check a lot. I've realized like, yeah. it's almost like every mirror I walk past, yes. I have to flex to you see like if like can't I can't <laughs> stop literally. And so one thing that helped me with that is sometimes it's just automatic and you do it without even thinking of that, mm -hmm. about it. And we do this everywhere. Like if we're at a restaurant, if we go past like a store and their windows have a reflection, like things like that, no, it's you never, bad. <laughs> so if you can try, Try and help yourself at home. Like put a sticky note on that mirror that you body check out mm -hmm. that says stop body checking to help you break that pattern and take a moment to pause, look at it and be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Because they've been doing it for such a long time. It might be like habitual at this point. So undoing that pattern um, is going to take a little bit, but it's definitely possible and the sticky note can help. Yeah. I think it makes like the obsessing worse. Yeah. Um, Cause it's almost like, okay, I feel bloated. I have to check to see if I am bloated. Yes. And then like, obviously. Oh, I you, am. Oh, okay. Exactly. Then now I'm worth nothing. No. Yeah. It's not so true. if you could avoid mirrors, taking photos, whatever it is, I know photos is kind of like niche to like yeah. us, <laughs> but a lot of people do take like gyms, gym videos and pictures. Um, it's a time, like, again, you don't have to stop this forever. Sometimes it's just one day. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like one week and then you can get back to it, do what you got to do. But I thought it was funny. My brother, I was with my brother the other day and his beard has gotten like really long and he comes out of his bathroom and he was like, why didn't any of you tell me my beard has gotten so long? And I was like, how would I know? He was like, I was like, you see yourself. And he was like, I haven't looked in a mirror in like five days. And I was like, that's a thing. What? I was like, I looked in the mirror five times in the last like, hour. I was looking in the mirror while you were talking. <laughs> no, like literally, like it's crazy to me that I've conditioned my brain to look in the mirror and look at myself so much and yeah. obsess over well, it. Well, because we do our hair, like we uh -huh. do our makeup. Like for, for me, it's like, obsessively looking in the car mirror i'll see myself doing it Can I tell you? so much and i'm like wait i didn't i just did this it's like it's like the habit of like picking up your phone without thinking about it um what did you do so in the camaro there it's like a it's a camera you know like the dash or like the rear view mirror yeah it's a camera so you can't see yourself every time i drive it i try to like look at my eyes and like you, like you can't see yourself. You're like, it's um, fully a camera. Crazy. So no, that literally single-handedly made me realize how much I try to look at myself yes. while driving. Yes. 
I was like, I'm psycho. My little mirrors on my thing are like stained with makeup because of how many make my makeup nice. fingers opening it and closing yeah, it. I have makeup like on my ceiling. Yes. I don't know how that happened, but okay. Yeah. So yeah just I'm being, so glad I'm not alone. Yeah, just being more aware of like how much you do that and like what's the purpose and yeah. are you doing it just out of habit? Have you already looked in the mirror and then you're going again? You know, yeah. nothing has changed. <laughs> trust has me, changed. especially if it is one of those days where you're not feeling good. Like, why are you torturing yourself? Like, you yeah. know, it's just going to make things worse. And yet we do it anyway, which is it's just a habit that needs to be broken. Yeah. Um, and I do think wearing like baggier or like clothes you're more comfortable in it does help because then if you do pass a mirror and you're wearing something yeah. that like isn't showing a ton of skin yeah. where you can hyper focus on something, it does help. The next one is focus on your goals even harder especially if you're dealing with body dysmorphia for a while. So like say you're in prep and you're yeah. dealing with body dysmorphia. It is so easy to kind of go multiple ways with this. One, be like, I look terrible. I'm not going to do the show. You pull out, you yes, stop prep, yes. you beat yourself up, which I've done that. Actually, my first show ever, I didn't end up competing because I was like seven weeks out and my brain was like, you're not going to be ready. Yeah. Like you're not going to be ready for stage, whatever I got in my head, I pulled out. And I do sometimes regret that I did because looking back, I was definitely on track to be ready. It's just so hard to visualize that yourself. And I didn't have a coach at the time. It was my first prep, whatever. Um, or the opposite, say you're coaching yourself or you just undermine your coach and you cut your calories even deeper because mm. you feel like you need to speed up the process. Mm -hmm. You have to get leaner. You're not going to be ready in time. So this is just a reminder, regardless of how you're feeling, even in a bulk, you could be bulking and like the way you're viewing yourself makes you go like, oh, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe yes. I need to cut. Yeah. Like whatever it looks like, just stick with your plan, stick with what you're supposed to be doing. Stay on the plan. I promise the mental aspect of it will subside eventually. And you'll be really mad at yourself if you've let it actually like yeah. ruin Make your any, track. Like rash decisions on like, like you said, pulling out on a show just because like of one day you're feeling like a certain way or for mm -hmm. maybe like a couple of days. I had like a moment where I think it was yesterday. And this is the thing is like these things personal, I always say like personal development, it's, it's ongoing, you know, mm -hmm. we're not going to just wake up one day and like all of these problems are going to be gone. It's just going to be easier for you to manage them. So I had a moment where I was like, what if I just added 10 minutes of cardio to my sessions without telling my coach? And then maybe things would go a little bit faster, even though things are going so well right now. Yeah. And I, I, I said it back to myself in my head. I was like, nah, that's dumb. <laughs> because if I did that, then that means I'd have to continue. Then I'd have to add, he'd have to add more yeah. later. And it's like, uh, you just and then like, don't make a rash decision yeah. based off of a like momentary momentary feeling that you have <laughs> I know that can be hard like it's definitely very easy to lean into how you're feeling and but just reminders over and over that how you're feeling isn't real how it's yeah. it's kind of all made up in your head right now and that like objectively view yourself, view your situation, stick with the plan, whatever. Logic. Tell your coach how you're feeling. Oh, That's yeah. another one. Yeah, like, I tell my coach every time. I was just, yeah. I, I tell him like, I'm not, I like, literally last week, because we finally picked a show date and stuff, and I was just telling about my feelers. I'm like, um, I, I know that we're dropping weight and like, this is so good and I should be so, like so happy. And I am, mm -hmm. it was, I was just telling him I'm having one of those days where I'm not realizing how great this is that everything's working so well. Mm -hmm. And then he just gave me feedback and was like, I dude, he's like, I'm so excited for every check-in that you have because things are going like in the right way. Yeah. And it was just a momentarily feeling of, Oh, everything sucks. Like, no, I should just stop competing and like pull out of my show mm -hmm. and just having someone to talk to was helpful. And I think that's one of the ticket, the tips is literally talk to someone about your, 
about your feelings, especially someone that you trust, you know, like a partner or your best friend. And sometimes I, I think I did this to Kendall not too long ago or maybe it was a long time ago. Time is irrelevant <laughs> at this point. But I like looked at her one time and was like, I need you to tell me that I look great uh-huh. or that I am like my We've ab- definitely had those. Yeah, moments. that my abs are not watery because I know that I'm not seeing my body realistically. She's like, oh, girl, no, like you're fine. Yeah. She's like, you look amazing. We've done so many photo shoots in the past where yes. like, and it's gone both ways. I'm not saying this is yeah. you, but I remember that one. It might've been the one you posted even where you were like, I just, I don't look good. I don't look ready. Yeah. Like all this stuff. And I was like, are you insane? Yes. <laughs> like this is the best you've ever looked, but it, it's so easy to get in your head about it. Yeah. Um, And what was I going to say? Oh, um, when Zach was my coach, I remember actually telling him that like, I felt like I wasn't making progress or something like yeah. that. Even though I was that my weight wasn't showing it. My weight stayed stagnant for like almost the whole second half of my prep one year, but I was getting leaner. Who knows how that works with Body our bodies. Recomp. Um, but he had sent me back. Like his only response back was like sending me two of my check-in photos side by side <laughs> of like my weight stayed the same. If anything, I think it went up, but I was visibly so much more yeah, lean. Your physique is leaner. Yeah. You have more muscle. That's yeah. body recomp. Yeah. And so crazy. I just looked at the photos and I was like, you're right. <laughs> like yeah. I'm on track. I'm just psycho. It's just crazy. Um, Sometimes you need that person to just like check you. Yeah. So have that person that, you know, on deck that you can just text or call and be like, I'm having like a bad body, body day. Mm -hmm. You know, I need you to tell me something like, like help me be realistic about this. Yeah. It's not like, it's not even being like compliment me. It's like, just tell me like how it is. Cause how it is, is typically positive. You're just kind of not viewing it that way. Making it up. Um, the last tip I have, and then if you have any others we can add, is just to focus on the on being confident where you can. So maybe if it's not your body right yeah. now, you can still do your hair, your makeup, put on an outfit, like go shopping. I'm one to like always buy new clothes. That's like, I'm a very big retail therapy person, but it does help. Um, just putting your confidence or your self-worth like in something else other than your body, because it's easy to tie your self-worth to looking a certain way, um, doing certain activities, seeing certain people that you love, like just doing things that can make you feel confident and loved without it being how your stomach and legs are looking this week. Exactly. Like I'll notice too that like on days where I'm feeling like on top of it, like everything is going really smooth. Like I feel like my physique is changing and it's looking good. I dress differently. I act differently. Mm -hmm. You know, I... I'm feeling more confident. Like I'm just very sure of myself. Like everything is very different. I have the the courage to like take photos in front of people. I have more courage to pose in front of people. But on days where I'm being like way harder on myself, everything changes. It's like I wear hats instead. I cover more of my physique. I don't talk to as many people at the gym. I don't pose in front of people. I go hide in the corner. It's just wild. Like the difference between like one day to the next could be because that's like a Monday for me. And then like a Tuesday will be like the completely different. And it's like getting used to being like, it's okay. It's like, it's just a bad day. It's not a bad life. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to ride the wave. Like it's going to ebb and flow. Um, if you guys haven't listened to Russ's song waves, it's literally just about that. Like you don't, don't freak out. Don't panic. Life is about riding the wave. Like sometimes you'll be on top. Sometimes you'll be on bottom. It's okay. Yep. It's easier said than done. I know that. I do think like since being a little more prevalent on social media, I feel like it, it has like sometimes worsened on those bad days, panicking more, um, which can like make it 
worse yeah. <laughs> in the long run. So yeah, I do think like if you're someone who takes a lot of photos and videos of yourself, like those are, that's just one of those things you need to like wait out on like fully. It usually just lasts a day or two, but in our head, it feels like the entire world. And when you focus on it is when it prolongs. So like try to be a little proactive with like some steps you can take, like talking to someone or wearing certain clothes that you feel comfy and confident in, like avoiding body checking. Don't weigh in that day. Like those yeah. are all things that can set you up for a better day the next day. And then you just keep replicating that until you feel like back to normal. Yeah. Like those are things that I make sure that I do, especially like post show mm -hmm. where obviously I'm going to weigh more. My my face is probably going to be puffy from all the sugar and salt that I had from that evening meal. And I'm not going to check in. I'm not going to body check. I'm not going to do photos. This doesn't mean that I haven't tried to do those things, Yeah. but just knowing like, okay, I'm going to be logical before this happens. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to gain a little bit of weight. I'm probably going to hold on to a little bit of water. Like I'm probably going to have a puffy ass face. So maybe, you know, the face always gets me. <laughs> let's, let's do something else. Like yeah. let's, have a plan for when that happens. Yeah. My stomach is literally growling so much. We'll end it then. Thank you all Bro. so much for listening. We love you all so much. And remember you are more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye.